This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to episode three of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. In today's show, we are joined by guests Duke of Sutton and Academy Director Marvin Williams. But first, here's a new song from Freedom Music Group, and that's where I be at. Talking, young as a clocking, only TikTok, then it's copied. Oh. I don't wanna send for a body, but if I bars burn for a hobby, I ain't on a hurry. When I dump I might speak truth, no man just blocking. Right. Man try to tell me I should've rep him, I run up on the stage, Jesus, Jesus. Spitting that straight facts, no edit. Call me back, no credit. How you gonna hold me down? What's deep inside can only rise, no compromise. I span the call to the industry. There's no limit in ministry, yo. Anytime in the space, I rattle the case, I watch I will bust the stage. Ha. Don't go there, that girl, there's on the next thing. That's where I be at. Leave it there, that boy there wanna bond green That's where I be at Don't come around here, talking and talk about Jesus That's where I be at They woulda listen, that's where I be at They don't like Christians, that's where I be at I'm sold out, purchased, now leave for the most I ain't righteous, not a far from me But I would die for it, cause I know where I'm going now I Keep my sight on the crucifix There's no sin that he called the fix Ayo, hey, come as you are, I was drunk, I was high when he took me my arm I promise he opened his arm, regardless whatever you did in the past it wasn't a Sunday, nah, no pasta, no offering Just me and my heart as the offering Nothing I can keep as an offering He died a rose for me, now I'm serving the priest like Jeffrey huh. To the death for me, I'm a rip for the king, that's heavenly uh. Tell the man pray for me, so I can be what he wants for me yeah. On point like it's actuary, I'ma stay charged, battery One way or another, gradually, I'll be out of this world, gravity Don't go there, that girl, there's my next thing, that's where I be at Leave it there, that boy, they wanna bond green That's where I be at 
Don't come around here talking the talk about Jesus. That's where I be at. They wouldn't listen. That's where I be at. They don't like Christians. That's where I be at. West London. That's where I be at. Where homeboys kick down door for the bitter. Young girls get down low for the Twitter. Olders come round waving a beater. It's all hype. Hard to preach Christ if you don't fight. Hard to preach light if you don't shine. Hard to reach out when I get down. I guess to reach out when I'm on site. These souls are up for grabs. They auction rise and compromise. The sins we in disguise. They're all the same before his eyes. Nowadays sin is how well do you cover yours? See them point the flows of those exposed while they call me your act. To the death for me, I'm a wreck for the king that's heavenly. Yeah. Uh, tell a man pray for me so I can be what he wants for me. Yeah. On point like it's actuary, I'ma stay charged, battery One way or another, gradually, I'll be out of this world, gravity. Don't go there, that girl, there's on the next thing. That's where I be at. Leave it there, that boy, they wanna bond green. That's where I be at. Don't come around here talking and talk about Jesus. That's where I be at. They wouldn't listen. That's where I be at. They don't like Christians. That's where I be at. That was That's Where I Be At by Feedom Music Group. You can follow them on Twitter at Feedom Artist, or as usual, the details will be on the blog post to accompany the episode. Now, joining me is my first guest, Sutton's most well-known unknown fan, the Duke of Sutton. Um, hello, Duke. How are you? Uh, not bad, man. Not bad, man. How about yourself? You right? Very well, thank you very much. Um, so what I normally do with my guests is we do a little bit of... Uh, I will get a, a bit of a sound clip of Who Are Ya? Um, so if you could just tell us a little bit about your Sutton United um, history, how you started supporting the club, and um, a little bit about yourself. Oh, right. Oh, well, basically, same old, same old story. I remember I've been, you know, coming down the club for, for, for many a year. I, I think I was, I was taking down to a few of the big, you know, the big, the big games by the old man. Um, you know, like Coventry. Uh, I remember him telling me the story of we went to the bridge, yeah, we got um, pulled over by the police and had all the beer conversations, usually stuff like that. Uh, it must, I must have been literally, oh, uh, mid nineties, I think. And um, you know, every, like, every, you know, everyone at school sports some football team, and I just decided I was a school team. So you know, I think we're currently living, I think, in Belmont at the time, and I just, you know, any local team and not a choice, Sutton or Banstead. And you know, to be honest. Sutton's a lot easier to walk to because I was only, you know, knee eye to a bar stool and just walked down and just started going to games, you know. That's how it is, yeah. And trapped and sucked in ever since. Much, um, again, a, a, very much a home and away supporter. You're, you're pretty much all the games, aren't you? Yes, I, I am a lifer, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I think I'm currently on about six years without missing a game. I think I've missed, well, I've literally missed two games under uh, in the Doswell era, basically. So you've got a little bit of a way to go. I think Sarah last week was one game in fourteen years when she was giving birth. So uh, oh yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah. Well, I'm going to obviously try not to give birth. No, try, so, try not to. Season. Well, to. Yeah, absolutely. Off season is fine. No problem at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're also uh, one of the main um, culprits. I mean, sorry, contributors to the Gandamonian. Uh, website. Yes, yes. Well, I believe that um, uh, Taz, the one who also originally set it up, will probably say I'm the number one, one of the main reasons why it was, you know, why he relaunched it. You know, the rebirth, the rebirth, like five years ago. You know, whenever I think yeah, about five years ago, it was reborn. And yes, I've ended up being one of the main main contributors. Well, I think I do literally. I think I do about half half of um, the dross that you do read. This isn't a forum for complaints, okay? That's, that's for your own meetings 
at Gandamonium HQ. Yes, yes so, you, know, you know, the usual, you know, standard, say, disclaimer, you know, these are yeah. our own views, not the clubs or anyone else's. <laughs> no, and the, 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 you get a, quite a good following on that, um, because obviously I think one of your lines is, we talk a lot of old uh, rubbish with some football thrown in every now and then. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> and one of the stories you're telling me about, and um, one of your other nicknames, um, Hassocks, is it? Oh, yes, yes. Obviously, I'm, you know, well known as, you know, as the Duke of, of, of Sutton, because obviously you are Sutton, but, you know, there was a, there was an interesting, interesting, you know, story from a couple of years back on a, you know, a simple trip to a bank, I think it was a bank holiday weekend, I think it was, to, um, to St. Albans, which, you know, some, you know, may know, it's a simple trip, it's one, one train, Sutton to St. Albans and back, that's it, you know, one day trip, you know, so of course, we have a couple of beers, I think we won, I'm sure we won 4-2, because I missed the first goal, I'm sure of that, but I put in my berm, yes, obviously we won, went back, you know, had a, had a couple more drinks, unfortunately, some of the uh, the more mature people in our group left early, namely Taz and Totter, which basically end up, I think we end up in an Irish pub, watching Chelsea win... I think 5-3 against Everton, missed all the goals, and in that pub was me, um, Mr X, and four days, as you will know from the blog. Of course, go to get the train home, what happens? We get on the wrong train, end up on the train to Brighton, fall asleep, next thing I know, you know, I wake up in Essex, which is I think about, you know, 10 miles outside of Brighton. Which is always good, but you know, at one o'clock in the morning with no trains, you know, until half past five, it's not very good. No. So, there <laughs> we go. I'm now the Duke of Hassocks as well. Duke of Hassocks as well. Marvellous. <laughs> Marvellous. <laughs> well, there's lots and lots of uh, those kind of uh, antics, and one of your other uh, taglines is um, never leave a man behind. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, never leave a man behind. Unless mutually inconvenient to the rest of the group, <laughs> which basically is, you know, if, if, if we're all, you know, obviously we, we travel on mass and we're all going to get a train. If one person's, you know, is running late, tough, we leave him. <laughs> we just, we just carry on, you know. Won't let us inconvenience or, you know, our <laughs> valuable drinking time. <laughs> Absolutely, except so that's not strictly, strictly true because um, someone went missing last year in Gateshead. Oh, everyone! Yeah. Everyone did down tools. Yes, there are. There are. We do have rare moments where we, you know, pull we one out of the bag. You know, especially you know. This might not be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he tries. You know, he left himself behind. I'd argue. <laughs> you know, it was his fault. He went missing. Not you know. We didn't leave him. We didn't leave him behind. Went missing. No, no. Yeah, yeah. We didn't leave him behind. We were actually, you know, he left us behind. Really, <laughs> if you believe the stories, you know what I mean. I think mean, he left us behind. Um, well, I'm sure most people have, have read the, uh, the, the blog, um, but it's uh, gandamonium.com and obviously um, at gandamonium on, on Twitter. So, um, just wanted to have a little chat with you about the matches we've just um, seen um, Saturday against Geisley. Um It was, a, in the end, a good, nice, simple 4-0 win. Well, um, what were your thoughts during the game? Um, well, to be honest, I actually think it's probably one of the... One of the Worst four nils I've seen us actually win. It was a, it's a, it was a weird four nil. It weren't like uh, you know a, 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 you know a comfortable four nil 
where you know it was just we were just too good and you know we, we scored the four goals. For me, it was weird. Some of the goals were just purely down to Geisley, bad defending, which was weird. I have to admit, there were times in the first half that I thought, do you know what? Against a better side, we would be struggling. Um, just silly little things. Just some of the passing not quite right. Um, some of the players just a tiny bit off. And it wasn't anything in particular or anyone in particular. It was just, ooh, we could get punished here. If we, we could do a Sutton and lose to the team at the bottom of the table. Um, but luckily, <laughs> we pulled it out. Um, did you have a favourite amongst the goals? Uh, I mean, obviously, the favourite was to see the the, the, um, the, the own goal, the keeper's own goal <laughs> from, from the Butenman corner, obviously, which just yeah summed up, you know, when your luck's not in, your luck's not in, is it? So, no. Well, I, I actually had, saw um, two disputing views um, from your, yourselves, Gandamun, you've got with uh, Taz laughing at uh, the Kenny Davis one, uh, where he fell over. Um, and I think, uh, was it Byron scored? Um, but Tots then said it was a beautiful dummy. <laughs> well, I think it was a... A little bit of A and a little bit of B, I think. <laughs> it just shows the same game of football, but <laughs> different. I mean, views. that's yeah, you know, that's why we love football because two people can have completely two different views. That just makes it so so brilliant at times. Absolutely. And then on to your um, particular favourite, and why I asked to speak to you this week is the Surrey Senior Cup. You are yeah. a big, big fan of the Surrey Senior Cup. Um, yes, I, I, I've become known as one of the most vocalist supporters of the Service Senior Cup. I mean, really, it just stems from the days I remember when I first started going down. I remember, you know, well, to be honest, I think the first Cup I saw us win was the League Cup, but it was definitely the Service Senior Cup I saw us win, and it was like, wow, this is, this is, you know, this is good. And I remember seeing us at Edinburgh Court when we beat Carl Shorten, you know, in, in that great final, which obviously turned out to be the last time we won it. But, um, yeah, and since then, I've just want to see us win it again. Yeah. I don't know why. I, it's, 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 I think it's just the way that the, the competition has been a bit maligned recently, you know, over the last like, 10 years. You um, know, I always have that underdog mentality. You know? <laughs> well, it's um, also, are we just, uh, we're one behind Dulwich, who, who held the record, isn't it, I think? Yes, we have, yeah. Uh, yeah, won it, um, well, yeah. Won it 15 times. Dulles won it 16 times, but yeah. I mean, Dulles haven't ended it for about 40 years. Um, yeah. We've had we've been in 28 finals. Woken have been in 29 finals. Blimey. You know the, the, the stats link up, and you know I've just been waiting many years just to level with Dulles, to be honest. <laughs> um, so this year's competition, we um, we we mixed the academy side in. So it, it was it was different from last year, where it was just the academy side. Um, this, mm. We've kind of been putting a bit more of the academy and then some of the first teamers, which I, I thought was a, a better way of approaching it. Um, you've obviously went to the games. Uh, how, how did you feel about that in, in general? Uh, I mean, uh, well, I mean, in general, personally, I, w- I would have put my strongest team out. You know, I would have put the first team out and, you know, Lardy Dahl. But, you know, it did well. It did well. It, it sort of worked in the first game against Redhill, you know, where we had a couple of, of first teamers in, but it, it didn't really play that well. You know, the, the Mosey game, you know, was literally the, the, the perfect setup where we had literally the core of the team was the first team, and you know, the outside was the 
of development. And then, obviously, last time, it's done the same thing, but it wasn't, to me, wasn't done as well as the Molesley game. But then again, Merson are a better team than the you know, the Molesley. Yeah, yeah I, so. I was going to say that this sort of sense of disappointment with a few people, but um, I looked up, Merson have actually they've been in the final for the last three years. Um, well, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've only, I think they've won it twice and been in two finals, and, and that's in the last 10 years. And like I said, yeah. they've been in the final three times yeah, in a row. So, so they're, not, they're not a bad side, and they're playing at a level that we were at not that many years ago. Um, but did, oh, yes. did any of the academy players look like they could take a step up, or is it still too soon for them? I, well, I'd, I'd say I think too soon. I mean, out of last night's players, I probably think the best one I saw was probably uh, um, Chad Morris, the right winger. He was probably the best player that I've seen over the over, right, best development player I've seen over the thing. But I think that the gap now between right development and the, the senior time, is it senior team, is it's, it's too big. Especially now where we don't have a reserve team no more. It's, yeah, you know, the, the link. The link has gone. I, I, you could, Nicky mentioned you know. that the other day where at the moment, obviously there's no reserve team. So anyone who's not in the side or coming back from injury out of the time for a while really only has an option of going on loan somewhere. Well, exactly. Or, or you know, or they, you know, they do something in-house which is never never going to work. You know, it's always, you need, you want, you need, like you said, you need match time, don't you? You need to yeah. play against people. Yeah. Which... It's a shame, but obviously it's just the way, but, you know. No, it's, of course, it's the way it's kind of gone the last few years. It's, um, not just us, there's lots and lots of clubs, similar thing. Um, but hopefully, I mean, it's, it's, the academy's new, um, so it's only, I think it's the third year we've been doing it. So yeah. who knows what that, what the future brings on that. Uh, I was also going to ask about your thoughts on the weekend and next week's midweek match. Obviously, Halifax, Halifax is a bit of a doubt at the moment with um, the Beast from the East. Uh, Apparently, there's covers on their pitch, and they're not expecting any snow until after Saturday. I've read today. Um, well, yeah, I mean, obviously, well, you would, you'd, you would like snow on the pitch because it obviously stops it from freezing. I suppose the issue will be will be the, the the temperature, which you know, which obviously can well obviously can change between now and Saturday. But I mean, I hope it's on. I mean, I've already got my train ticket, so I've already spent spent that, and obviously. You know, we've got some festivities up there on the Saturday, and you know, we're going to we've got a plan to stay over. And of course, as always, in Gandamayan, we do like to get to the way town for eleven o'clock. So we'll obviously be on the road before they, you know, before they end the game off. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, which is a shame, but that's how we are. You know, same, you know what we're like. Yeah, absolutely. Same as we had for Barrow. Exactly. I mean, Barrow. Literally, we were just past Lancaster. Yeah, you know, another weekend where we were going to spend the night out. You know, we were we were already there, so you know it's a shame. But of course, you know, it, it, I'll, I'll obviously go to the rearrange game. So yeah, <laughs> life as you said. Um, and next week, midweek is Woking at our place. Oh yes, our game in hand. Yeah. Yes, looking forward to that. Uh, well, like you said, I mean. We, we normally to, to do a something. We're normally, you know, bad against bad against the bad teams. You know, I mean, you only have to look back to last year. You know, where, you know, I mean, remember you twice yourself. Well, Braintree beat us twice. You know, lost against Guysley. You know what I mean? And drew against York. But 
you know, Wokeham are struggling. You know, like 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 Mason have. They're you know they're they're teetering, but I think they've got enough points. But it would be nice to beat Woking. Absolutely, it'd be nice just to do the the boring stuff. Go in, get a couple of goals early on, and just bore bore everyone to death. Just get it out of the way. Well, exactly. I mean, we've had many a debate. You know, why can't we just do the boring thing? You know, like Torquay the other week. Why can't we just have a comfortable two, you know, two nil, three one win? Instead, you know, you've got to do it, you know, in the last minute with Jamie Collins penalty. So no, that's not Dos, is it? He wants three strikers on and <laughs> chasing the game. Well, yes, yes, <laughs> and he, he's he's very good at, at doing, you know, his substitutions can be confusing at times. <laughs> Keeps us interested until the last minute. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully. Um, if not Halifax, hopefully it will be the Halifax match, but hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll find the game. I'm sure you usually do. Um, well, after that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we, well, obviously, depending on obviously this weather at the moment, I mean, we, do, we did always check, already check about Harrogate because they've got three G-pits, but unfortunately, I think they're away at Boston. So You might you know, find a local yeah. goals and all of you just kit up and play a game yourselves. Well, exactly. You know what we're like. You know. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do something, otherwise it'll just be... <laughs> 16 hours in a pub yeah. you know I mean? that'd be ridiculous exactly you'd never catch us doing something no. silly like that would you no that's um, well, thank you very much for now um, I'm sure we'll speak again in the future and that's oh, been, of course that's of course. been really really helpful um, and um, I will speak to you or I'll see you probably next week oh of course no, you should see me at Halifax wouldn't you yeah you know, oh. you'll be there no I won't <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, oh, that's, yes, fair weather sport, aren't you? Fair I know, I know. <laughs> and I don't pretend, though, no, that's the thing. Some people who pretend, I don't pretend. <laughs> All right, right take care, Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much indeed, Duke. As expected, the game against Halifax has now been called off since we recorded this. Um, but that said, I'm sure the guys at Gandamonium will have something to entertain us with this week. No pressure at all there, guys. Um, to read Duke's match report, please visit www.gandamonium.com. I will also link to that in the blog posts. Now for another new song. It's a track from Ava featuring Tony Humphreys, and it's called... Because you're the nightmare Living in my dreams Taking all the good and the possibilities You don't belong there So get up off my chest I'll get you when you're on your knees And leave you with the rest Only when you're down Kick you to the ground When all is left is me Cause you're the nightmare Staring back at me Going round in circles Trying not to make a scene I don't belong here But I can't get away I'm done with all the barriers And games you wanna play Only when I'm down Kick you to the ground And all that's left is me
slow-mo I see the lights glow Feel it when my eyes close Yeah, one part then you run away Four sides and that's not your brain Lose some in the winner's game Win some with the loser's frame Goddamn, yeah The vision was made so clear I ran, yeah I ran through the fire and fear I am, yeah, yeah Tell me who you call your peers I can, yeah, yeah Tell me the line is not here, damn Always try everything Never tell them anything They rockin', we rockin', they stoppin', we stopped them They know it's a problem and they cannot solve it Nothing on a pedestal Tell them what you're gonna do One mic and I'll bow you One life and it's all the truth Like that That was Nightmare by Ava. You can follow her on Twitter at Ava Music, also on the featured artist page of www.southernpodcast.co.uk. It's now time for my next guest. So now joining me is Marvin Williams, um, the director of the um, Academy. Um, as you obviously we know, Marvin, you played for several clubs through your career, um, but you kind of, you through injury, you ended it at Sutton, although you were on loan at the time, I think. Um what made you choose Sutton to stay on at is, is kind of where I was uh, yeah no um, so it was yeah, so basically Andy's not in, not in the best fashion really with the um, I tore my Achilles three times in sort of around about 18 months whilst I was at Sutton really um, and just the relationship relationship I've built with Dozer over the sort of uh, two three years that I was at the football club um and I sort of ended it, well, football, I ended it sort of playing at Tunbridge with Macca, um, Steve McKim, just because I, I got on really well with him as well whilst he was assistant. And he, he obviously needed a little bit of a, a strengthening in his squad when he first took the Tunbridge job. So I sort of took the opportunity to go over there whilst I was probably not, well, I definitely wasn't fully fit in my Achilles, but I did it more so to help him out. Um, but whilst that was going on in the background, I was, as I said, um, talking with Doz about the, the academy and, and the relationship that I had with him in the two, two three years I played with him and I loved it at the club. Um, it was a you know, great family. It's still a great family club and my son loved coming to the games and being mascot and um, just, you know, for me it was a case of they, they gave me an opportunity and I knew the club never had an academy and really from then it was it, the minute I said yes let's, you know, let's go with it and, and it, I think it kind of it, it came with the fact that the club were also looking forward with the pitch and the 4G and just the whole uh, concept of, of, of it sort of getting the, the community and bringing in a younger crowd as well which is what one of the main things does said and yeah it just culminated in really me getting the opportunity to do the academy and really in three years we've not looked back um, and it's been a great sort of start so far really for us well, yeah, as you say, it's, it's um, just been three years um, and I, I was watching some of your other interviews earlier and it's, I believe it's gone from t- sort of 20, 22 players um, and it was 80-odd that you've uh, got now? 
Yeah, so we've got 87 um, academy players, which um, spreads across five different teams. So we've got the under-21s, the under-19s, the under-18s, and we've got two um, development teams. So... Uh, what we've, as I said, what we've done in three years has been something short of um, fantastic, really. Uh, the first year we were literally a, a, an academy that was just scraping to get players in because we had no re- reputation. And, and like we know for kids, sort of 16, 17, 18, the first thing they ask about is when they join a team is, where did you finish last season? You know, how, how have you done? Or have anybody gone to the first team? And, you know, we couldn't answer any of those questions because we had nothing. So, you know, we, we, we were at the beginning of, 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 of our journey where we were getting beat six, seven, eight nil and no disrespect as we had, but we, you know, they, they weren't knowing they're good to get in the first team, but we had to start somewhere. Um, what we made sure we did as an, as, as an academy and as a, as a staff, um, staff group we made sure we always kept doing things professionally and we gave the boys every opportunity to try and be as best as they could and I think what happened there is it was just word of mouth you know because we've done things so good besides that the club were doing with their, with their promotion into the conference national and then obviously the whole Arsenal um, and the FA Cup run um, all that kind of just led to you know all of a sudden getting 100 players turned up for our trials and of course naturally after that you then get a better pick of players and uh, now you know we've got our under 19s that sit at the top of their table. We've got our under 21s that are sitting joint top of top, uh, joint top of, of their table, and um, you know we're now also getting players that are coming out of pro academies directly to us uh, to to want to join. So you know that that in itself is showing where we're going and, and how far we've come in such a short space of time. Well, absolutely. I was actually going to um, touch on. I know your the, the trials are coming up sixteenth um, of March. Uh, yes. Coming up uh, this year soon. I'll. Um, I know there's a little uh, poster. I'll include that on the the website thing as well. But sixteenth um, of March. Um, I was going to ask. Um, I know a lot of us know obviously about the football side, but it's not just football, is it? It's it's it's, it's a full time education that they get as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So it's a full-time football and a full-time academic program, which um, is obviously, uh, I always say to any boy that joins us, uh, your your full-time students first and your footballers are aspiring footballers second. So uh, they come in, they enrol into a NCFE um, in sports and physical activity, which is basically the equivalent to A-levels. Um, it obviously carries it's a nationally recognised qualification it carries enough UCAS points which will allow them to move on to university if football didn't work out um, and and that is ultimately the, the you know, and I'm not just saying it that is ultimately our number one aim first and foremost is to make sure worst 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 case these boys walk out of an education um, and we're very very um, you know tough on, on making sure the boys are getting into the classrooms every day that they're, they're uh, make you know they're hitting their, their the levels that they need to be in the classroom because you know as it stands right now and I'll be honest with you we've got players at the moment who currently aren't able to play or train because they've not completed the work they need to um, and that's nothing that we're not you know, we can't allow boys to sort of fall off track and think that football is is the be all and end all and um, you know, if we're going to be realistic here a lot of them probably won't make it um, not not certain anyway so we need to make sure that as I said. They are in with a, a, a nationally recognised qualification, which can take them to different pathways, um, and and it is, it's it's definitely um, been a huge benefit of being on site at a football club delivering the education because it, it gives us more time to spend with these boys one to one. 
whether it's because they need a little bit more time to to to, to um, sort of bed into the educations and the academics, or, or whether it's just a case of the fact that we um, get a little bit more handle on them. So it's it's been a huge plus being at the club uh, every day with, with the education. And but first and foremost, it is about that. And um, yeah, it's, it's been say it's, 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 it is an academic program first and foremost, and then the football comes second. Excellent. I mean. I know you've said in other interviews um, that it's not all about the results, but that must be a really difficult decision to be if if someone's not doing it in the classroom to say, actually, no, we can't pick you for the team um, because you're a football guy first. Um, yeah. So it must be really difficult for one of your players to just say, oh, I can't pick you. Yeah, no, of course. You know, we've, we've had games where we've we've, we've had, you know, we've, we've been desperate for certain players to, to make sure they're available and to get the work done so that we've got them available for us for that, for that match. But the moment, and this is where I think, and this is my only, only in my opinion, and, and when I started this job, I, I made sure I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I did my research and um, I did my due diligence on things and I made sure that I, I looked at other academies and how they done things and what things they did that were, would, would definitely I'd like to implement in my academy and things that I wouldn't do. And I think a lot of academies get it wrong because they allow the boys to dictate how it works in terms of so because they're a good player they generally will get a little bit more of a pass on say an assignment or a particular unit if not done um, and because that coach or that, that staff or whoever it may be wants to win that game or, or that league um, all of a sudden it's okay well let's give someone so that you know a, a, a little bit of leeway and the moment that happens that's when you're almost uh, then on a downhill slope, and that's one thing we've always said is here: irrelevant of how good the player is, irrelevant of, of, of who's watching or how close they are to the first team. If they've not done the work that's necessary in order for them to be available, um, they won't play, and it's difficult. But ultimately, at the end of the season, if I've won three leagues, uh, yeah, great. I'll get hands and I'll get handshakes and congratulations, but. If that boy doesn't go to play in the first team, has it been a success for, for story for us as an academy? Not, not really. So for me, my, my aim is to go and get them into the first team, whether it's at Sutton United ultimately or somewhere else. So winning the under nineteen league is great, but if they don't go to the first team, as I said, has it, has it been really a successful season for that individual or for us as an academy? And that, and that's that's how we gauge it really. Um, so it is difficult in one end, but at the same time. Um, we have to make sure that we are the staff. We are responsible for these boys from day to day. Um, their, their parents uh, trust us because they're under our guardianship, and we need to make sure that when they're coming into Sutton United Football Club, they're in the classroom, they're doing their work, they're getting an education, and then the football side of it, as I said, you know, comes second in that. Um, very, very impressive. I mean, it's 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 down to respect as well. I mean, the. the um... Your, what you're teaching them, you're instilling them the discipline, the respect of what they have to do to get to where they want to go to, whether exactly. in football or not. And exactly. um, just a little aside, um, I work in Sutton and I do, it freaks me out at first a huge amount to see young guys wandering around during the daytime in their Sutton United yeah. training kit. I'm a bit more used yeah. to it now. And um, you, you obviously see young groups of guys and you kind of look over at them and think, oh God, what's this going to be like? Always, always well behaved whenever I see them in, in the high street. So, um, yeah, <laughs> so nothing that's bad good. to report there. <laughs> um, whether that's because I'm wearing my silly hat and they know they recognise it or not, I don't know. But <laughs> um, I was going to, obviously, I'm probably going to swing back so I can go around a bit of circles here, but um, you... Um, obviously had the Mercerham game the other night, which um, you're a bit disappointed to to be fair with the results. Um, yeah. But now you've had a couple of days on. 
Um, most of them, then I, I, I said to someone earlier, um, they, they're no mugs. They've, they've reached the final for the last three years. Um, yeah. They're playing at a level that we were at not that many years ago. Um, so there must be a, a sense of pride in what the boys have achieved thus far. Yeah, definitely. I think there's no doubt like I said, after the game, I was very disappointed in, in just the fact that, um, in particular, the younger boys who, who are my lads, um, that you know that was the end of the road for them. Um, I spoke to Steve McKim, who I mentioned, who's a Tumbling Angel manager, and I spoke to him a couple of days before just to get a bit of feedback and, and a bit of a report on them. And I spoke to him obviously after the game, um, and he said, barring one player, which was their striker, that was their full strength side. So like you said then they're no mugs they, they, they've obviously uh, they've obviously set out to win the competition in, in the last few years and they take it very seriously and um, as much as we had some senior players in there uh, and we probably looking in hindsight and you know it's always easy to say now based on what we had you know, we should have went on to, to, to go through really but at the same time um you know most of them are no mugs and they, and they, they put in a good performance and they, they showed uh, showed me in particular who I don't know much about them as a, as a group especially this season it showed me that you know they're a very capable side and um, but you know from, from my side of it as I said and, and I always stand by it is that I was very so proud and I sent a message to all my young lads you know, whether it was even the, whether they played in the Merston game whether they played in the previous rounds or how proud I was all of them and you know how how they won't realise it now but how invaluable that experience will be for them in their futures um, and it's one of those things which ultimately it was a case of I'm very grateful to the football club and grateful to Dos for giving me that competition in terms of management and giving me a chance to play four, five, six lads each time and um, them to gain that experience. So, you know, 48 hours on is a little bit less sort of raw and, and a little bit more, um, you sort of become a little more diplomatic in your thoughts and... Um, yeah, as I said, it was a great, great competition for him, and hopefully, again next year, I'll have the competition again. It's another opportunity, but you know, these lads are all training with the first team throughout the week anyway, so that will continue. I'm sure um, these opportunities will continue to come up for him, and it's 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 really um, for me, it's such an exciting stage. Um, uh, where we're at at this moment in time as a football club or as an academy as well as a, as a football club, and. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm pretty sure and I'm confident within the next, you know, sort of hopefully six months to, to a year that one of those boys will begin to push push the first team, whether in that squad on a, on a Saturday for a league match. And the other one I was going to say is I probably saw subject with um, it being Manchester City and you being an Arsenal fan. Um, <laughs> what did you think of um, Guardiola a couple of weeks ago where he decided to not name a full bench when everyone was kind of pointing out he could have maybe put an academy yeah. player on the bench and his response was I believe um, I didn't want to because they, they wouldn't have got a game yeah I, I wasn't a big fan of that from honest. I think uh, you know Guayo is one of there's no doubt one of the greatest managers um, at this moment in time um, so it's obviously difficult to try and question any of his decisions but ultimately let's be you know let's be honest it's, it, I don't think an academy lad or an under 21 lad would have cared if he got on or not but to get the experience of and like you've just touched on there small things so even if it's just to be sat on a on, on a coach or on a, or a plane or, or 
the train, however they, whether the means of transport were for that match, or whether it might have been, and just to be around that first team experience and seeing how a player prepares and in the changing room, seeing how he prepares himself for a warm up and um, the mindset, the team talks, all those things which we as players, I'm lucky that I was as a player, so those things to me were invaluable, especially when I was younger, just to see how particular players prepare themselves um, for, for matches. And yeah, it, it was. It, you, you think that for and I go back to that word invaluable you think for a, a 17, 18, 19 year old to be sat in that bench and, and in the changing room with Guardiola in it, it it could have been something that could have um, oh, no. been instrumental in his career really or, or in his or in the major of somebody just that one thing so well also um, the, the signal to the rest of the, the academy of you are being watched you are well, you, being it. noticed this is it as well I think this is a great opportunity for him to have said right you know what uh, okay um, you might not necessarily play, but for for the academy boys to see, right, so and so's gonna make the bench and so and so's travelled and so and so that that's what the boys need to see and, and I go without going off topic here, that's exactly what when I spoke to Toss initially when we spoke to the Academy and I said, Right, I'll only personally do this if there is a genuine progression for these boys and, and I'd always say to the lads, um, I can't guarantee you'll make it, but I can guarantee you'll get an opportunity and once you go on that training pitch for the first team lads, so that's down to you. You've got to go and make sure the gaffer says, I can't afford to not to let this lad borrow, I can't afford to to, to let this lad uh, not be involved in, in some first team squad. So that is that is the one thing that you have to make sure these academy boys are seeing is progression and, and seeing an opportunity because again I go back to these these academies that maybe give off the wrong information is that they make you believe that there's a, there's an opportunity to progress for the first team when in actual fact there isn't. You know, and and and, that, and I don't want to go as harsh as saying they sell these boys a dream, but they do create a picture, an environment which isn't really uh, a, a true a true mm. reflection of what they're actually you know delivering. So, you know, as I said, with with Guayero, just going back to that, I think he, if he'd have given that lad a chance, he could have maybe had a bit of a more of an effect with maybe ten, twenty, forty other lads than, than he actually you know. Yeah. And you also mentioned playing in the first team matches. I'd heard from you too the other day. You've got some players on, we've got them on loan at various clubs at the moment. How, yes. How, how useful yes. is that? Yeah, it's been very good actually. So uh, the gaffer who uh, has a friend called Stuart. So Stuart is the chairman of Oxford, who um, obviously where Tommy Wright came from. Um, and basically he was recommended by Stuart. Um, and, and obviously from the rest of history of Tommy Wright so the gaffer trusts him a, a lot in respect of his opinion and, and, and you know the players uh, to, to keep an eye on the players progression and, and Arsford the manager at the time gave me or the manager now gave me a call and said right you know we're a little bit lacking at the moment we need to freshen it up and, and I've had a chat with the gaffer and we'd like to bring you know take five six or five or five of your lads on loan with us so at the time, we were top of under twenty ones league, and if I'll be honest with you, um, like we were winning six, seven in each week, and it, it got to a stage where it was a little bit um, unproductive. We weren't getting much yeah. from it. It was, you know, it, it was almost a case of it was a bit false. And then that came along, and it was a perfect environment. Um, and I go back to that thing of what we say about winning games. So I could have said, no, let's, let's hopefully keep them with us and let's go and win the other 21s a week, which again might have been great and got a few plaudits, but at the end of the day, would he have, would it, how much would the lads have benefited from that if I kept them with us in comparison to going on loan, playing men's football combined county level, going and actually experience a men's changing room, can experience some guys who are actually playing for contracts and pay, pay, playing to actually go and maybe earn a little bit of money 
um, to pay bills or whatever it might be. So that's a totally different environment for them, and, and it's been really, really good. Um, they've been. I've had to watch a few games, and, and you can tell at the beginning it was a, a bit of a culture shock for them in respects of no disrespect to Arsenal, but in terms of. Um, you know, uh, the stadium's a half decent stadium, but it's nothing compared to Saturn. The pitches wasn't the greatest. Um, and that's what they needed. They needed to go rough it up a bit because at Saturn United, they got it lovely with the pitch. Um, they get looked after very, very well. Um, and I think going there was just a bit of an eye opener, and, and it's real football. You know, it was a good, good job for them to go and get kicked, um, go and get stamped on um, throughout the game, go and take a, a few elbows, and so on. So And so far, it's. The manager couldn't be more happy with him. He's been asked to the manager at Oxford every every single week, and he's he's so impressed with him. And at the moment, we've gone from five to now uh, seven lads there on loan, um, oh. which is again um, for him. Obviously, he's taking a gamble because of you know ultimately you know, a lot of people look at that and say right, you've effectively, you effectively got signs twenty ones here, but um, they've 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 obviously gone in and, and delivered so. Um, it's, it's been a very, very good experience. And that's what it's about for us. It's, as I said already, someone aren't going to be ready now for the first team. So it's about can they go and get something somewhere else while still keeping themselves um, in, in, the, in the frame at the, club, at the club in terms of trying to move to the first team. And um, It's been really good, really exciting. And that's what we want to try to do is build more relationships with, with, other, with other first teams to get our lads out there. Um, and, and hopefully, as I say, they come back better players. Yeah, I think we've got. Um, did I see we got a goalkeeper with uh, who played for Sutton Common Rovers the other day as well? Yes, Callum. Yeah, Callum. That, yeah. So he got man of the match, didn't he? Yeah. Man of the match on his first game, and, yeah. and that was another thing. Darren, uh, obviously, Darren someone messaged me and said we need a keeper, and um, you know, Callum was somebody who we felt we were lucky to get him really at the start of the year because he was sat on the bench for uh, for Leverett's first team, um, but it was just to happen now. And, uh, they weren't delivering, and again, I keep going back to it, but I keep going back to other programs. Um, they weren't necessarily delivering, in his opinion and in his parents' opinion, they weren't delivering a, a, a good enough academic program, which is what they wanted for their son to get out of it, um, at a minimum. So they came to us, and we had a meeting with him, and, and, and you know, we, we explained what we could do academically, and from then, really, he came in, he was probably one of the best shot stoppers I've seen for a kid at his age um, he's been training with the first team and Seb um, Seb Brown's been really impressed with him and we just felt it was a good opportunity for him to go and get again um, some uh, in an environment with some men's football and in a changing room where there's a little bit more on it and there's a little bit more pressure and you know obviously I was again proud of him he got himself a man in the match and Darren was really complimentary of, of what he what he done that day and this is again this is what we want so it's good to see these lads that are actually uh, being able to go to that level of men's football and, and, and actually have an impact and it shows that we're doing our job right in respect of getting in good players and, 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 and continuing to develop, develop them really well um, with Ricky Wellard one of my coach members who's who's he's been superb with our with our lads and developing them and, and he works his socks off to, to make them better in training and so yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's you know it is it's really productive and, and as I said it's, it's a really good point at this moment in time. Excellent. You do you do sound very proud of, of your work and, and rightly so. Um what what kind of intake are you looking at this year do you do you think? 
So we're we're at a three year cycle. So really, effectively, it's a it's a two year course. But ultimately, um, you know, you can take lads who are potentially sort of maybe done, let's for instance, done two years in college, or or, or could have done two years in college, but maybe for the first year they wasted it, whether it's because they didn't want to do any college or education. But um, ultimately, it's a two year program, um, and we've now hit our third year cycle. So we'll probably lose. Uh, I'll say lose will probably move on around about 35 to 40 boys and look to recruit sort of um, 45 um, 45-ish new lads so it, that'll be our biggest test so far in terms of recruitment because obviously this is the first time we've been there only sort of around for three years it's our first real um, you know it's our first ever cycle of three years so we are looking to, to freshen it up. Obviously, we've now introduced this year with the Academy, the FA Youth Cup and the, the Bostic League um, side as well. So we can't, you know, we've got to make sure we build a strong squad for that. But we're looking at bringing in sort of, you know, under-16s and under-17s because obviously our under-19s aren't going to be eligible. So that's a big thing we're looking at this moment with trials is making sure we're, we're recruiting boys mainly for that under-18s team um, that can compete in the Youth Cup and... and and that's the thing for me as well. I think the club haven't managed necessarily done too great in the youth cup in recent years, which is you know, no disrespect to previous managers because this is a very, very difficult competition. And I think it's one of, you know, from from looking at it, it's one of the biggest these younger boys see as uh, in any in, in a cup competition. So it's it's a difficult one to get far in. But for us next season, it's something that we're looking to to try to you know get a good decent run in and get a good maybe a good club at a good stadium in front of some stands uh, some fans sorry and um, and that's where our real recruitment strategy at the moment is is trying to target those current year 11s and year 12s who will be eligible um, and hopefully also go back to partnerships is you know we're lucky we've got a good partnership with AC Wimbledon um, and, and we'll look at trying to maybe look at some of the lads who maybe aren't quite good enough to, to, to retain themselves at the football club can we get them over to us and um, you know give them a little bit more time to progress uh, uh, into footballers okay and just my last real question is um, Lottie has asked me to ask is there any plans for girls academy in any point in the future yeah that that is that is um, definitely on the radar 100% on the radar I think I've I've wanted to do it I've wanted to do it since the very beginning of this um, but ultimately I had to obviously put my eggs in one basket at the very beginning because as I said it was very difficult recruiting and and trying to um, to be fair before this season we didn't even have a a a, a full season inside exactly exactly so we know we are at a stage now where it probably suits not probably it definitely does now fit and, and seems a perfect fit to try and you know introduce a girls academy. Um, I think I've actually just seen um, my wife actually showed me a couple of days ago that Blenheim. Um, I've just been linked up a partnership with Chelsea um, for a 16 to 18 girls program there actually. So it, it, there is a market for you know market for for that because you know we all know right now with girls football barring if you go into sort of a, a professional football club at 16 years old, it's kind of the end of the line for them. So yeah. um, it's almost perfect now with the club having a ladies' first team. Uh, I've had a few conversations with Duncan, the first team manager, and, and he's very keen to do something there as well. And um, obviously I'll, I'll have to make sure I liaise with him as often as I can. But it is definitely on the radar. It's definitely something that we want to do. Um, and, and it's just a case of, you know, the right time and like everything. everything. And, and it's got, yeah, exactly. But 
you know, the club and, and myself and, and Duncan, as I said, we're all, we've all had chats and it's something on the radar. It's just a case of, as I said, the right timing and, 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 and not leaving ourselves sort of overstretched. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's something that we are looking <laughs> to do and I'm, I'd like to get involved in and do the next sort of 12 to 12 months or so, really. Oh, well, no, she, she's got about three years to go, so you've got, you got plenty of time for her. Oh, better. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, Obviously, the fixtures are on the website under Academy and the youth fixtures as well. Yes. And obviously, there's yes. um, a, an Academy Twitter um, uh, account as well, which I, w- I will link into the, the website as well. Um, but good luck for the rest of the season. Um, I appreciate and, that, Mike. And, well and thank you very much for the chat. It was really, really enlightening. And I'm sure a lot of people find it interesting to know about the, say, the education side of things. It's not just about the football. Um, so thank yeah. you very, very much. Yes, thanks once again to both my guests for their time. It's really, really appreciated, guys. Thank you very much. Um, All the information we discussed today, including the trial dates and the Academy information and Gandamonium, will be on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.co.uk. To play us out is a song from one of our own. It's Andy Kay and Miramis, and it's their song, Raul. As usual, details are on the website under Featured Artists, or you can follow them on Twitter at Miramis. Um, enjoy your Saturday off. Um, if anyone does still want to watch a game of football, at the time of recording, Sutton Common Rovers game is due to still be on. It's against AFC Hayes, and it's, I believe, £2 entry with your season tickets. Um, anyone else, stay nice and warm. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you against Woking.
Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.